Come on, Weefy. <laughs> and we are recording. What's up, everyone? This is Katie K. Uh, welcome to the Raw Zone. What you doing, co-host? What's your name? Uh, it's Hoodie Prince Tom and Mike Bostic. What's good, everybody? We here today, you know. I'm pretty excited right now. It only took me like two years to secure this interview, but I finally <laughs> did it. <laughs> you secured the bag. You secured I, the bag. I secured it. Do you know how many times I had to chase him at that Power is Industry event for this? Yeah. yeah. She's, been, she's been very focused, very consistent and persistent, which is That's why right. we're here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Timing is everything, man. And, you know, I wish we wish it was under different circumstances, but, you know, the circumstances allow us to be still. And, right. uh, you know, we're here, man. No distractions, no, no shows, no flights. You know, I'm here. Right. So we are here right now with Grammy nominated. I got it right. Platinum bad boy producer King Amadeus himself. Hey. I have no sound effects, but da -da -da -da. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, we, we're not as fancy without um our board over here, but we try our best. It's all good, man. It's about the content. I know we're gonna have a good time, man. You know, the extras are cool, but you know, it's 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 about it's about what we talk about. So I know we're gonna have a good one. So it's all good. How you been though? How have you been managing during the quarantine? I've been doing pretty good. Um, you know, uh, you know, with all that's going on, you know, people unfortunately losing their lives, losing loved ones. You know, I won't I won't dare complain. You know what I mean? I won't I'll find the positives in, in all, you know, that we're facing today. So I've been doing pretty good. Um, we're homeschooling, working from home. The homeschooling is driving me nuts. I'm, I'm yeah. going to be a hundred. <laughs> um, but we're making a do what it do. You know, we're making a do what it do. How has it been, like, trying to control, like, the homeschooling aspect, you know, while being a producer? And I'm assuming, obviously, you're not going out in the in the streets and like doing outside work are you no you know just just the essentials you know we go outside to uh you know do food shopping or if there's things that we need from the store we'll do that uh kind of you know we've, we've been we've been kind of doing like little drives here and there just get in the car and just drive to a nice pretty far distance just to get out just to you know uh get some views and some scenic views just in changing the environment of being in the home every day all day you know so we've been doing a little bit of that but nah just definitely you know social distancing and, and keeping myself and ourselves you know safe during this challenging time that we're in and, and i see you doing like interviews or like ig lives where you're talking with other people in your um in the industry how has that been working out for you because i've seen like a lot of dope talks you've been doing um well thank you for that it's, it's been pretty cool you know when this thing first hit this pandemic um you know, I just felt like God put it on my heart to just pay homage to people that have inspired me during my journey. And, and some I know, some I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the goats and the legends uh, that we don't I don't feel like we give them enough credit. I don't feel like we pay enough homage, at least while they're here alive and well to see the love and to feel the love. I think, you know, we, we do we do ourselves and them an injustice of celebrating others when they're no longer here. You know, and I. I I'm, I'm totally against that, you know, because if they're not here, if, if, they're, if they're dead, they can't see and feel the love and the admiration that people have for them. So that that was the vision behind it. Um, and it's been great. You know, I'm no interviewer. Or, you know, it's not like a talk show. It's just, you know, me going on with, with some of my favorite people. Um, you know, if, if, if you've tuned in, you've seen, you know, uh, I've had like Redman and Dougie Fresh and uh, Melly Mel and um, 
and Slim from 112, Eric Sermon, you know, so just OGs, like legends, Salt from Salt and Pepper, um, just to give you an idea of some of the guests that, that have been on. And again, people that really, really um, play the role in what I do musically. So it's just a real organic conversation. You know, I'm not writing down any questions. I'm not, because that's not, you know, what I do. It's just, what would I say to my real heroes? You know what I'm saying? Or the questions that I would actually have in real life to those that are actually my heroes. So that's been pretty much what I've been doing. Um, it's been going really great. I think I probably have about maybe 50 of them that I've done. Um, and it's been, and it's been, and it's been really dope. It's been really dope. And I appreciate you showing love and, and acknowledging that. How did it personally feel for you? Not as like the producer, but as um, the fan getting to finally sit down, well, be in a conversation with your idols and ask the questions you were trying to ask since you were like a child. So dope. Like I, I'll be really fanning out, you know, like I'll be apologizing because I'll be fanning out so bad, but they, yeah. they love it. They appreciate it. And that's one thing that I'll never change, The you know, regardless of how much uh, success I'm able to obtain, no matter what I do musically, I will always have that love and aspiration, you know, for, for people that have paved the way people, um, that have been through the trenches and through the storms and, and all of that for us to be able to come behind them and, and do what we love and, and live our dreams musically. So it was really dope, man. Like really dope to just be on the line with them and just to play, you know, some of my favorite records of theirs and just to see their reactions and, you know, just to know that at least from me, you know, that they're really and truly appreciated. What was your favorite one so far that you've done? Ooh. Um, if I could name a few, because it was so many, I'm trying to keep up with. Like, I think it was really dope. Um, Mario Mines and Stevie J was really dope. Me, you know, always growing up wanting to be a bad boy hitman yeah. producer, so to actually be a hitman and those be my brothers that I've looked up to throughout the years to be on the same team is dope. So them two, um, uh, Big Daddy Kane was really was really a, a big look. Um. Um, Dougie Fresh was a really, really a big look. Slim from 112 was one of my favorites being like 112. Like, you know, I know we just saw the versus battle over the weekend. Um, so Slim from 112, like 112 was one of my favorite groups of all time. Still is to this day. So for him to be on was dope. Um, Kima from Total, you know, and Total being another, you know, favorite one of my groups. Redman, like I had to stink to listen to Redman, you know what I mean? So that was... That was pretty epic, man. But I, you know, those are some of my a few of my favorites. I enjoyed each and every single one. You know, uh, you know what? Another one, another one. Um, uh, Erica Campbell from uh, one half of the group, Mary uh, Mary. Mary I, Mary, yeah. Definitely. You know, when people ask me who who do you want to work with, and like, that's the group I I always name. Um, and they kind of got me listening to gospel music, kind of coming yeah. as a kid. You know, as a young, and I, I was just straight hip hop, and I would refuse. Yeah. You listen to gospel music, but the music that they made, uh, Dietrich Haddon as well. I had uh, him on. Um, Donald Lawrence, I had him on a gospel legend. So it's been, it's been. I'm, I'm starting to name everybody now. Right. <laughs> so it's been, it's been really dope, man. It's been, it's been really dope. And as I sit here and talk to you guys about it and reminisce of of those incredible moments, man, I definitely, you know, appreciate them and will forever appreciate those moments that I share with them. So I got to ask, because you said Big Daddy Kane, and I've been on this crusade for quite a while since Prince died. 
Did he happen to ever mention to you the original Batman song that him and Prince did? Because I really want to hear it. Nah, he didn't mention that. That's that's dope that you know. You know what I'm saying? So shoot, you y'all need to interview him so you can <laughs> so you can get that information out, man. You know what I mean? We gotta try to get, we gotta try to get him. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I had read an article right after Prince died and I was heading home and there was a remix of the Fat Dance song that Big Daddy Kane and Prince did, but because it's, you know, it's Prince, so it's probably, it was outside of the box to the point where Warner Brothers could not put it out. So it's been, it's been in a secret vault. Wow. Yeah. Listen, you got one up on me, man. (laughs) I'd love to hear that. Yeah. That's probably crazy. I just can't find it. <laughs> There's no hacker in the world that can find this. Wow. He There's probably has it. Right. He There's probably has it. That's a fact. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Prince. Um, yeah, that was one of the yeah. first things I listened to growing up. You know, and that was like a uh, snapple fact. I, I was in dance for like one year before I broke my leg. Wow. And, um, yeah, I break a lot of bones. It's a long story. Um. <laughs> And we did You Got the Look. So after that, I got hooked on Prince's music. Okay. You know. Got you. Wow. But um, you mentioned about, you know, a little bit that the people you admire in your beginning. Tell us a little bit about that because you have quite an interesting story. Right. Um. Well, for me growing up, I grew up in the Bronx, West 69th. Uh, Washington Avenue, uh, which, which which they called the Nine. So I grew up in the Bronx. Uh, my parents, you know, sacrificed, sent me to Catholic school. So I actually attended Catholic school all my life from first all the way to 12th grade. Uh, the first school I attended was uh, St. Augustine School of the Arts, is, which is where I learned how to play drums. And, and that's that was the first time of me experiencing a musical instrument. Um, so I started with the drums. And uh, I've, before the drums, I've always loved music. My parents played all type of different genres in the house. You know, Saturdays, we would clean up the house. So we call that cleanup day. And uh, each Saturday, one parent have, you know, the, the controlled sounds. The next Saturday, the other parent, you know, controlled the sounds. So I heard everything from the Bee Gees to uh, uh, Africa Bambada, Curtis Blow, Melly Mel to, you know, um, Stevie Wonder, you know what I'm saying? Chic. You know, I heard everything. Right, right. I heard, I heard everything. That's like, like my crib. Yeah, <laughs> man. So for me, again, I fell in love with hip hop, and you know, me being a drummer, uh, you know, definitely played a, a hand in me wanting to, be, to become a record producer. Producer having everything to do with the rhythm and the beats and stuff like that. So that's kind of you know why I went through down that path. But I got started really at a, at a real young age. I I, I um, had a passion and love for production and musicianship. And about 15, 16 years old, I decided that I wanted to be a producer. And I just, you know, really devoted like a lot of time, a lot of energy into working on my craft. I, I, you know, lost a lot of friends, lost a lot of girlfriends, because all I wanted to do, you know, was make beats. And I didn't want to go to movies. I didn't want to go bowling. I don't want to go to Disney World. I don't want to do none of that. I just wanted to make beats. Um, and all of that, you know, obviously paid off. And, uh, that was damn near 19 years ago, you know what I'm saying? So 19 years later, fast forward, you know, producer for over 100 major artists. Um, it's definitely been a, a dope ride and a dope journey. Um, I actually watched an interview where you spoke about how you gave up, you know, everything for your career. And that's something you kind of hinted out when you did the interview with a wise way that they should kind of 
know, not abandon themselves, but make sure they focus more on themselves than, you know, the normal nine to five daily right. type of things. Um, is that what you recommend to all artists? Or do you feel like maybe some people can manage the nine to five while still trying to do this? Right. I mean, it's difficult. I think, you know, the more time you have to devote you know, on, you know, building your craft, I mean, the better, you know, you think, and that goes for any, anything in life. That's not just, you know, music. Like you think about LeBron, you know, he's, you know, you think about Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, you know, Mike Tyson, any, all of the greats that you could name, you know, Robinson Cano, you know what I'm saying? Baseball, basketball, football, Odell Beckham, all of that has come about by practicing and applying yourself to, you know, and working towards bettering yourself you know, in your craft, you know, so that goes with anything, man. You got to remain focused. It, it takes a lot of isolation. For me, it took a lot of isolation. You can't be dope at what you do uh, by doing everything else besides, you know, me pretty, being a producer. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying not to go get a nine to five. I'm not saying not to work. But me being a musician was a blessing because I was able to play at my church. Um, and that brought in, you know, uh, a certain amount of finances for me. Not the Not the most money, but you know, enough for me to sustain um, and allow myself to handle my responsibilities, which wasn't a lot at that time, and for me to be able to work on my craft. So that's kind of, that's what I what I did. I, um, everybody's journey, everybody's career, and what they're after is different, you know, so what may work for me may not necessarily work for someone else, you know, in regards to their success, but that's, that's what I did, you know, and it was a lot, you know, it was a lot. I was really, you know, focused, I, I, I was tunnel vision, you know, and again, you know, I lost a lot uh, in order to be where I'm at today, in order to develop as a dope producer and as a dope musician. So, again, a lot of sacrifice goes into play when you're when you wanting to be successful and you want to be uh, considered as one of the best in your field. So if you were to put like a like a time frame, like let's say somebody is saying, yeah, I want to be a super producer or I want to be a musician or whatever the case is. How much practice do you feel you should put in in order to to get to a level that they want? Like, should it be three hours a day? Should it be five hours a day? Should it be equal to the amount of time you put into your job? Like, I've heard so many different things. So it's like, for you, what what do you think is the successful way to, to, to go ahead and do that? I, I, I feel like it depends on the person. You know, there's no you know, straight line towards success. Like there's no, okay, you do this and you win, or you do this and it is guaranteed that you'll make it. You know, I think everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different journey. For me, it was something that I did all day until I didn't, I felt like I didn't have anything musically left inside of me for that day, Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And as I think back, I wouldn't say it was the smartest thing to do because what happens creatively without you even thinking about it is what you create starts sounding the same because of the fact that you're sitting there in one setting in one space and you're working and working and you're working, not knowing that, you know, maybe this beat will have similarities to the last beat you just, you just made because you just finished the last beat, you know what I'm saying? And didn't allow yourself space and separation, you know, to be able to have a new thought process or a new, a new fresh idea. So again, it depends, man. You know, we just finished, of course, watching the last dance with Michael Michael Jordan, right? And you've seen his hustle, you've seen how hard he worked, and not just his hustle, but you've seen even the, 
his team his team members you know his team the people that was on it Scotty Pippen Dennis Rodman and everybody devoted their time and energy towards their craft and I felt right. like you know we might have looked at Michael Jordan as overkill because he was like on a million oh yeah, yeah yeah you know but it shows you that again everybody's journey is different because Dennis Rodman didn't put that same amount of time and energy right but he still was was a very valuable asset and then was right. still fire like right you'll find Rodman in the club right Jordan's right. in the gym Rodman's in the club you know so he still put up 20 blocks bro you know <laughs> certain people just certain people just have it certain people just have the gift where it may not necessarily take them as long as it might take some someone else but to have that same level of success you know so again every journey is different man you have a lot of new producers today you know that's on the, the softwares and different thing i had all hardware coming up so it's different right you know so it's different you know the fact yeah. that they get my baby yeah, the yeah. fact that you know they're typing and can put things together and tell the computer what to do versus exactly. me exactly. having to actually do it and frame it and exactly. enjoy it, move it like what you know it's different things man so i think the level of creativity is at a at a higher point today i feel you know due to tech due to technology you're able to do so much more you know so it's different man it's different and i love that question did you have like <clears throat> sorry did you have that support from your family while you were going through all this um it i wouldn't say no i wouldn't say yes i think it, what, what was challenging for me personally was the fact that my parents were both very spiritual um and they frowned, they frowned upon hip hop due to the profanity that was used and the language that was used and the subjects that was used. And which is why I said earlier that I had to, you know, sneak to listen to hip hop. Um, so of course they find that I want to pursue hip hop, you know, in production, what they kind of didn't really understand what it was, you know, the level of support, you know, wasn't really there. Um, and I would say I didn't really get the support, at least for my parents until they were able to see like kind of the fruits of my labor. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you, you got that from producing or that brought in that, you know, from you selling the beat. So I kind of, and and, and I, you know, I don't feel any kind of way back then. I, I, I didn't like it, but as you grow older and you become mature, you learn why people do things, you know? And so instead of gaining understanding or trying to understand stuff in life, some people just shut it down based off of the fact that they don't understand or they don't know what it is, you know? So I don't fault them in any way because a lot of what they've done for me has put me in position of, of where I'm at today. Like them sending me to Catholic school, who would have knew that I would have been able to learn a musical instrument by going to Catholic school. They didn't know that. I didn't know that. So if they didn't do that, I wouldn't have ever picked up the drumsticks. I would have never, you know, learned how to play drums and who would have knew if, I would be a producer today. So I don't fault them in any way. I don't feel any negative way about it. I, again, I just felt like they didn't understand. So um, I didn't really need, I didn't really need support, honestly. Like I loved it so much and I was so passionate about it. And I didn't care that people left me behind. I didn't care that girlfriends broke up with me. I didn't care that, you know, no one was around. It was me and my music. It was me and my keyboards. It was me and my drum machine. And I, I felt that was all that I needed you know, to get ahead because I knew what it was that I wanted to become and I knew what it took to get there. So I didn't I didn't mind not really having a bunch of people in my corner and people who me on. I, I rooted myself on. Not saying that I didn't. I'm just saying it wasn't a factor for me coming up to have everybody's support. 
How do you stay so calm? Um, I mean, it depends. You know, I'm calm now, but you know, I, every time I see you, you've been ridiculously calm. Um, I mean, you you've kind of seen me. You know, you see me at the powers industry events, which can normally be a little hectic. Uh, so I think the the best way to be is like you're saying is calm. You know, if you're in a room filled with people that you know want to talk to you, want to see you, want to take pictures, it can become you know very overwhelming. You know, but I appreciate it all because it's the people, it's the fans that allow me to be great in regards to the support system that they give me. You know, for me to be able to provide for myself and my loved ones creating music. So, you know, the calmer the better. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just me, you know, when I'm out. But it's different side time with this. There's a very silly side time with this. There's a very aggressive, you know, side time with this. So it just depends on, you know, how I am at that moment or the day or the moment that you catch me at. So you just happen, you know, to see me or catch me at moments where I'm just chilled, you know, and relaxed um, and just enjoying the moment, you know. So, but trust me, many sides, many sides of Amadeus. I mean, I'm not trying to kiss up, but you're so, when like, I see you calm, but I also see you very humbling. Like, I've never seen you be cocky about yourself. I've never seen you be, you know, aggressive towards anyone, right. you know, even on social media. You're very, like, mellow. You're very, I want to say spiritual, kind of. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want so you're spiritual, you're mellow, you're very humble about yourself, and you have you draw people to want to talk to you. Right. Let's take away all the fame, you know, the notoriety. You know, the way you speak in yourself makes people want to talk to you. So it's just like, where did all of that just come from? Experience. Um, I take a little bit of everything. You know, I'm like I said, I'm I'm from 169th and Washington Avenue, where you know, uh, my mom, I had to beg to go outside to play, you know, based off of the environment, you know, that I was surrounded in. You know, there was a reason why she sent me to Catholic school. I didn't get it. I wanted to go to public school. I wanted to look just like the other kids. I wanted to dress like the other kids. But, you know, they thought different and they wanted to put me in an environment that was conducive to my growth. And, you know, as a man, as I look back, I have a, a, a huge amount of appreciation for it. But back then I was just like, what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, let me be, let me go out. So I feel like all of that have, has played a part in who I've become, what I've become, all that it took to get to where I met today. And, you know, and I understand, as you mentioned, you know, I'm spiritual, I'm far from perfect, but definitely spiritual. And I know that God blessed me with these gifts and talents. Of course, I worked on it to make it what it is, you know, because it's not like God has just blessed you with a gift and a talent and you can just be the best of anything. You still have to apply yourself. You still have to work at it to better yourself. And I, and I applied myself and I just know where I come from and it's humble beginnings, humble middle, you know, just humble, man. And, it's, and, it, and it doesn't take anything away from, you know, anyone to be humble. Um, I'm no different from anybody else. I'm not better than anybody else. You know, we all have unique gifts and talents, each and every single one of us. There's things that you can do that I can't, there's things that you can do that I can't, you know, and vice versa. So it's about knowing that, knowing that all of this, that all this love people show, all of the appreciation people show can can come to a halt based off of me not having the right spirit, mentality, and attitude. You know, so I, I know just I can, I can get it, I can lose it all as well. And I've had, I have, 
from whether it's finances, whether it's overcoming personal situations and challenges, you know, nothing and no one are, are excused from life. You know, life happens to us each and every single day and you don't know what it'll bring. So I, as long as I have breath in my body, I will always remain humble. I will always remain cool. Because again, I'm you, you, me, and I'm you, regardless of your race, regardless of where you're from. You know, we all have our struggles and hardships, you know, and I understand that. So, so my, so me and Mikey saw something last week, and since Mikey Link wasn't able to come to the show um, last week, I'm gonna ask this question here: Did you see the clip with Joe Biden and Charlemagne? I did it. I did it. I okay. saw like I saw like little pieces, and I guess people posting it, and but I didn't really, you know, sit down and and watch it. No. My okay. Man you bugged out. Now, Charlamagne yeah. or Biden, you talking about? No, Biden. Biden. I bugged out. Biden, I knew what he was getting at when he said what he said, but, like, that was, like, the totally wrong context. Like, it was just like, bro, like, out of all the phrases you could have said, why you said that? You know, so it was just weird. So what, what did he, do you remember, did you recall what he said? So basically he said, if you can't tell the difference between voted for me and voted for Trump, you're not black. And like I get what he's trying to say, but like at the same time, it's like, bruh, like no, it's not like you don't do that, like you don't say that. But there's so people what, like what, what what now? What what part of that offended you? Because now, as you said, it wasn't it, so much. It wasn't so much offensive to me. Okay. But like I understand how in this day and age the cancel culture and everything. Like I'm just like, oh, bro, we're gonna get backlash from this. Like I don't. I'm not one to get easily offended because I always right. look at things from different sides and different angles. So I always like listen and understand like the context before the question was stated because you know how media does they'll chop things up and yeah, yeah, yeah. ways they can see it. So I knew where he was coming from. It was just so weird that you just said it like that. You know what I'm saying? And I think right. people at the end of the day just saw the clip of him saying that and it was just like, oh my God. But it was like 10 minutes before, you know, what were they talking about to lead into that? But just even so much into that, just how he said it with such conviction and everything, I was like, oh, yeah, people are going to, they're not going to like this. People are right. like this. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I, you know, I personally didn't get offended, you know, by you just sharing the statement, yeah. you know, with, with me. Like, and it might just be a thing of him just being a buck. Like, you know, forget me. Yeah, yeah. Politically correct. Forget me sounding how you want me to sound. I'm going to say it how I feel it, how I feel to say it. You know, think about it. Right. Anything you do, anything or any everything you do in life, man, somebody will sit back and pick it apart. You know, right. you can, if, 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 think about it, you walk down the street and you unfortunately see a homeless person, right? You give them something to eat or you give them something to drink. Let's say you film it, right? Mm -hmm. People are going to be like, well, why are you filming it? Why are you? Now, here's the thing we film everything else. You know right. what I'm saying? We film, you know, like for instance, unfortunately, you know, with George Floyd, they sat there and filmed, you know, that black king being killed. Like, killed. film everything else, and it's like as much negativity that's out in the world for us to visually see. You know, there's nothing wrong. Now, there's ways to do it where you're not showing that person, man, or, man or woman, their face, or you know, identifying them and who they are as a homeless person. But I think the deed being recorded is just good because we need to see more positive things happening. We need to see 
people being a blessing to others, just like we can see people doing harm to others. And people share that all over Twitter and all over the social media. So it's the same thing. But like I said, people will take you being a blessing to somebody and, and pick it apart. Why, why you gave him a hamburger? Why you didn't give him a vegan burger? Why you gave him soda? Why you didn't give him, you know, a vitamin water? Why you gave him a piece of candy instead of a fruit? Right. Give him a dollar. Why didn't you give him five dollars? So like, it's always something. It's always something. I think. I think what it is. I think the biggest thing is is that now people are looking for somebody that's not like President Trump, Mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody who is more like him. Because we all know. Trump here in New York, so he keep it a buck at all times. You know what I'm saying? Trump say what he thinking, don't care about what nobody thinks about it, he gonna say it. And a lot of people aren't used to it. I try to tell people, I was like, you gotta take that at face value when he speaks. He speaks like a New Yorker. He says what he gotta say and he keeps it moving. He don't care right. what you gotta say, nothing like that. A lot of people don't understand that. Now with Biden, I think that people are looking for somebody what they would claim to be more presidential. Mm-hmm. So when he comes out and he's keeping it a buck, it's like, oh, my God. But the first thing I said when I heard that was like, wait a second. Yeah, I got a problem with him saying that. But then don't have an issue with Trump saying, yo, look at my African-American over there. Right. Like, so it's just like I said, it's all about context. And, and I just feel like people are not really offended. They just want to be offended for likes. Right. I agree. You know I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not. I do vote. You know, and I try to vote according to who I, who I, whoever I feel it's best, you know, you know, to do the job, you know, and as we can see, Trump made it in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like part of me says, I, I can't see that. I, I didn't see that happen. And then the other part of me, you know, says, OK, I could see that happen. I could see why that happened, man. When you think about the world that we live in today, the amount of racism that still exists. Um, and it's funny because. I see it now more than ever. And I'm talking about, I'm 39 years old right now. And, and, and I see it, whether it's me traveling, you know, on a flight and, you know, obviously being in first class and them not expecting me to be in first class because of the color of my skin or, or, or what I look like, you know what I'm saying? What, what I'm a basketball player, what I'm a, you know, and I've seen people try to look down on me or, or, or make me feel a certain kind of way because I'm, in, I'm like, bro, it's a seat. Right, 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 right. See, all right, cool. Is it on the plane? All right, cool. The right, the seat's a little bigger. All right, cool. But, you know, and and it's like you making a big deal out of maybe possibly something that you paid for. I didn't even pay for this. Right. <laughs> you know, like, so it's like, but people have, you know, different mentalities, man, where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on saying hi. I'm big on greeting people, like whether I know you or not. If I'm leaving and I leave out my building and I'm in a, I walk in the elevator, I say, good morning. I say, good afternoon. I say, good evening. Uh, uh, peace, king, peace, queen. Like, right. it's just me and who I am. And and I've done that and people not say a word, you know what I'm saying? And Or, or because of the skin color. And it's like, yeah. you're judging me based off of who you think I am or what you think I am. And I'm nine times out of 10 far from, you know, however you're, whatever box you're trying to put me in. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I just know we need someone else in office um you know and 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 if if it's biden it's biden you know what i'm saying i, I like bernie a lot thank um, you i like bernie a lot i like bernie a lot but i don't have no problem with bernie neither. you know biden biden was in office you know not as president but as the vp um and obama has done you know amazing things and i appreciated him being in office and at the end of the day uh biden was his right hand you know what i'm saying and so the fact that Obama approves him, 
uh, and has given him the green light and has chosen him while he was in office to be his right hand. Right. And, you know, it's like, okay, I trust Obama. You know what I mean? Like, I, I trust him. I, you know, I trust his ways. I trust how he moves. So, you know, it's, but it's, it can't be Trump, though. I'll tell you that right now. Definitely not. Y'all, y'all gonna hate on Uncle Donald like that? Yeah. Listen, man, just because Uncle Donald gave us a check, it don't mean nothing. Nah, yeah. I ain't even worried about that check. For real. Right. Go ahead, Katie. You brought up a point before um, about the policeman with that killed the, the pedestrian under the car. Yeah. Um, we keep seeing all these acts, you know, Sandra Bland, Trayvon Martin, and we see all these efforts by the media, but what can we, us people here, do to try to prevent it? Like, we have all this power, but you don't see a lot of it trying to stop the racism that's happening. You're kind of just promoting it. Right. You know, what can we do? I mean, it's, I think I think it's a, a question we've been asking ourselves for for years, you know, and and it's and, and it's probably very difficult to really pinpoint right. on what it is. I think, um, and it's just my personal opinion. I think when police officers are 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 being charged and given time, you know, for these hideous crimes that they're doing. You know, and I, and I know it won't affect everybody, but I, I'm sure people will start changing their tunes. And, that, and this is my opinion. You know, you you give an officer life, you know, you give officer a death penalty. You know, and I'm not saying I believe in that. I'm just I'm just just you know putting it out there. But you know, I you know I think that'll change the view of it. Like the fact that you kill somebody as an officer, get fired, right? And that's it. It's like okay, I got fired. You know, I'm not saying that that the officer's like whatever, but it's like okay, cool. You know, it is what it is. This this is the cards I've been dealt, and that be that be it. That's the problem. Now you convict those officers, and those officers, you know, doing 50, 80 years in prison. I know, you know, and I know special joint like prison, like real prison. So as soon as, as soon as they go in, you know, they're gonna get they're gonna get it handed to them each and every single day until they probably get killed or kill themselves, unless they're going to do 80 years or 50 years of getting their asses whipped every day. You know what I'm saying? So I think until that hat starts happening, we're gonna keep continuing to see the same thing. Yep, we can get out and protest, we can get out and march, we can post, and it, and it has made changes. You know, I feel like the people sharing their disgust and posts have caused mayors and governors and police commissioners um, to take a deeper look or to take to make better efforts in regards to dealing with the situations. Um, so I don't know. I you know I'm I'm not a politician. I'm, I don't have the answers when it comes to that. You know I I I'll give a big shout out to like you know people like my brother my son. You know that's on the front line. You know and I feel like you know this obviously his God given gift his calling that God gave him to pursue this. You know same thing with you know the Queen Tamika Mallory that does this, you know, the, the one and only, the great Reverend Al Sharpton and his, you know, national uh, action network, you know, people like them, you know, is, is who I go to and look to for answers and guidance, you know, during these difficult times. And I must say they've been doing um, an amazing job. Not always will you win in the court system, you know, but when you have the people behind you and, and you stand up, you know, um, and come together and at least shakes them up a little bit in order to try to change and or to try to make change you know what i mean 
Mikey, you got anything to say about that? I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know me, I'm I'm kind of funny with it because we you know, know I'm 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 36, I'm gonna be 37, I got a six-year-old, and and just seeing it happen over and over again and it's just it's hard. It's hard to deal, but I think people fear what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and people fear us as black men and black women because they don't understand the struggles that we've gone through, why these things are ingrained in our DNA that we have to fight back and we have to we have to do certain things. I actually had a conversation with somebody today. It wasn't so much of a conversation, but the, the it was a, a, a white gentleman. He was saying something about, oh, black people go around and they steal and they rob people and put masks on and do all this and do all that. I said, do you think that takes away from the fact that you guys can put on a hooded sheet or put on a uniform and come around and lynch us and kill us and, and do all of that and, and go about your day? You know what I'm saying? Like it's, right. it's it's very difficult for you to try to sit here and compare one to the other. Like we've been in 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 a, in a in a prison since before slavery. You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. before p- people have to start really understanding that analogy. You know what I'm saying? Like that right. analogy. People don't really understand and really sympathize with the fact that those things that our ancestors went through is in our DNA. Like we're always going to have that. And if people don't start really just taking the time to get to know each other and understand each other and really teach the history of what's what happened and what's going on, we're always going to have this. And, and there's nothing that we can really do to combat it except for really like getting out there on the front lines. Right. That's you real. Know? That's real. This is really hard. Then, like, the other half of me is like, yo, I just want to love everybody. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that'll help. But I know at the end of the day, everybody's not going to receive that. Right. So right. it's very, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Right. And, I, and you know, just to, I'll challenge you, King, with this, man, because, you know, and I talk about it all the time. And it's difficult, but it's worth it in the long run for you, right? And because I, I like what you said, you know, you with loving with loving everybody and loving people and i feel like that's part of the answer too where it's Mm -hmm. like you know you can't put hate with hate right exactly you just can't and and it's not the easiest thing it's not the easiest pill to swallow but that's definitely been one of my philosophies in regards to when someone hates me or someone brings me negative energy and a negative vibe and a negative spirit you know, I combat, I combat that with, like you said, I combat that with love. I combat that with positive energy. I can't become you. If I become exactly. you as a negative, you know, not you guys, but just in general, if yeah. I become that negative person, you know what I'm saying? Or that person filled with hate, I become you. <laughs> right. I don't want to become you. I don't want to become, I don't want to be a person filled with hate. I don't want to be a person filled with negativity and negative energy and a negative spirit so you that is that is part of the answer as well king with where give them love man it's like because how much how much and you have people that are that mean and that bad and hate that bad that no matter how much love you give they can find some way some ray or some reason to hate you 
Right. You know what I'm saying? And and those people, all we can do is all we can do is pray for those type of people. You know, but it's like as a human being, how can you be on one side? And I'm hating, and I'm hating, and I'm hating, and you're doing nothing but showing me love. How can I continue with the hate? At some point, you know, it's like when you're growing up as a kid, and 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 you see the rainbow. You know what I'm saying? And you're like you're sad, and 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 on the other side is the rainbow, like with the candy and the glitter and all right. that fun, happy stuff. Like, how do you walk on to the other side and still have the sour patch kid face? Like, how do you have the mug? Right. On the side with the rainbow, with the rainbows, right? And the unicorns and the glitter and all that. The, the right. glitter and the cake and the candy. Like, how do you, you have to? If you go and cross over to that side, enjoy the rainbow, enjoy right. the candy, right. enjoy the happiness, enjoy the love. So, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, man. But we, like you said, King, we just have to continue not to be better than, but just to be, just to have the right mentality, just to have the right spirit. Because you know, as we always say two wrongs never will equal the right you know what i'm saying and, and we just gotta we gotta kill them with kindness you know and and, and not to use the word literally because it's too much of the killing you know but just kill them with kindness like right kill them with love <laughs> kill them with a hug right. right it's true so we got a question we ask all our guests we haven't called we haven't asked this in a few weeks but do you follow wrestling um did Not, you ever follow wrestling? Yeah, growing up, yeah, growing up, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, um, what's them dudes? The uh the bushwhackers. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Jake right. the Snake. Yeah. Uh, so do you what is your top five? And seeing if you already did a score for ESPN first take, would you do a theme song for any like of the top five artists? Um, uh, um, I would love to, man. Music is music. I don't care who won it. You know, I, I, I could, I create for, for whoever. But um, top five wrestlers. Um, uh, I definitely Ultimate Warriors, hands down, my guy Jake the Snake. I thought it was incredible because he had the snake. I would never touch the snake, but he had one, so I thought that was cool. Um, Bushwhackers because they did that whole, they had that whole, that right, whole right there. They was dope. So that's three. Um, I really love Undertaker. I like the Undertaker. I like his vibe. I love the music that comes on when he comes into the arena, the dome, and the lights go out and all that. Like, I love the whole theatrics with that. Um, and a friend of mine, uh, uh, her husband is Apollo. Um, Apollo Cruz? Uh, Apollo. He's on uh, WE right now. Apollo. The, the U.S. Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got us. I gotta. I gotta go with him, man. You know, he's a, a black king. You know, sure. been doing this thing in in wrestling, and yeah, he's just 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 got crowned the champ, man. So shout out to Apollo. So there you go. The, so what did I say? The, the uh, Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake, the Bushwhackers, the Undertaker, and Apollo. Wow. So we always get the Undertaker. We yeah. always the Undertaker is like Undertaker's fire, bro. And then we, we've always gotten like people who love like Attitude Era, like, like stars. Old. Yeah, we always get those. Like, we haven't gotten anybody who's really liked like anybody recent. Okay, but that I mean that's dope. I mean that was the the best time in wrestling to be honest with you. I yeah. think that like everybody, young, old, you know what I'm saying. Like they all love those wrestlers. Right? You can't blame them. That was like. 
a great time in wrestling. So that was a dope five. Thank and, you, man. And you can still watch it whenever you want. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. But we're not going to promote them because they're not cutting me a check. <laughs> um, well, listen, they tried to copyright me two weeks ago. Two, they three sure weeks. did. They really hit me with the copyright because we were trying to show Becky Lynch's announcement. And that went such a fail. Wow. Yeah, they got me too. I was on the IG Live with Capone from Capone and Noriega. Yeah. Like playing my favorite records of his, and then the whole joint just shut down. <laughs> and it said it like, you know, it copyrights and the music, and, you know, if you want to continue, you can't play the music for this amount of time. So I ended up like jumping back on and we chopped it up, but I couldn't. But they, they deaded the whole music, the music side of me playing his music. So, right. Hey, man, somebody, you know, the bills got the bills got to be paid, man. And it's like if, if they ain't getting any money, they're going to shut it down. You know, it's all about business at the end of the day. At the end of the day, absolutely. Have you ever been copyrighted on your own lives for the own music you, you produce? And I'm so glad you asked that. Like, recently, I, I want to say they, they hit me for, like, three of the Younger May records that I produced. And I'm like, dude, like, I produced this song. So I, it's funny you mention it, man. The main, I, that you reminded me, I'll probably uh, send them, like, a little note or something. Like, yo, y'all, y'all tag me on songs that I produced. Like, what do we, what do, what do, we do? Like, clearly okay. sets how did that work if the person that produces it gets flagged? Well, I mean, realistically speaking, you know, the God honest truth is that I don't own it. The label owns it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're so, going to flag it for anybody. That special yeah. permissions? Huh? They, said, they said it was something about, like, if it's on BMI or ASCAP or something like that, it's getting flagged. Yeah, I mean, that's everything. Look, every, everybody that releases any music, you know, would have to go through, you know, ASCAP or BMI and, you, right. know, and the, you know, get paid and, and possibly, possibly be compensated for their music being spinned and played all around the world. So, yeah, it's, it, it sucks, man. But, you know, some, some it's, it's a job that somebody got to do. Right. It's always, it's, always a way, it's always a way around everything. And I think uh, one of the DJs had posted and they were saying that Instagram's deal with uh, the music publishers where they, they're approved to play 90 seconds of a song. Um, so when, if you go over 90 seconds of a song, that raises the issue with them because at that point, um, I think Instagram will are not paying for once it goes past the 90 song, 90 seconds, excuse me. So then, right, so then it causes an issue for Instagram with those publishers with the deal they had, which makes sense. Ooh, that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. You know, and, and again, you know, like I said, you, you can play ninety seconds, so it's just you know, you gotta figure it out. DJs, you know, you, you be like Funk Master Flex. Right, right, right. Funk Master Flex don't play the full record or nothing. You just play, ah, right, right, play the right. intro, play the intro, and that's right, it. Intro, keep it pushing, man. You got what 30, 90 seconds? What? It's a minute, a minute and a half, minute. You, get a, you can get a verse and a hook on that. Ninety seconds. Facts. Facts. Skip the intro. Go right to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mikey, do you have any last questions before I give mine? Um, out of all the artists that you work with, who's been your favorite? Like, as far as like just being in the in the studio with them and just just vibing and all of that. Um, I wouldn't say favorite, you know, just because of me producing for for everybody. Yeah, over a hundred <laughs> artists. You know, I won't want anybody to feel any 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 way because you know they all have been incredible experiences, a blessing to you know work with each and every single one of them. Um. I would I would name one Trey songs, um, you know, being that 
uh, I've been blessed to be a part of his journey for the last 13 years. Right. Uh, touring with him. Uh, when I when I when I got when I joined forces with him, I think he had just released his first album, um, and he's had you know many albums um, ever since then. So to be a part of that process, you know, touring the world with him mm -hmm. from everywhere from you know United States, of course, Europe, uh, Australia, Japan, Africa, it's, it's been really dope. Um, and I spent you know the most time with him as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right, right. Really, you know, seeing him grow as a man. Uh, you know, seeing him, watching him become a father. Um, and just you know, like I said, in life and, and as, as you know, in his artistry, it's been it's been pretty dope. So I say him, uh, uh, you know, shout out to Chris Brown. Uh, be you know, working alongside Chris has been a really dope experience. I would say we probably have about thirty release songs out right now, including the songs that are that are his on his albums, on his mixtapes. You know, songs that he's put on his SoundCloud um, to the songs that he's written. Uh, you know, for Justin Bieber that I produced and. Uh, J Lo and Dave East, you know, perfect for uh, Dave East and uh, same girl for J Lo and Christmas Eve for Justin Bieber, um, you know. So I'm very appreciative um, to him and the doors that he's opened, you know, for me as a creative uh, person and as a producer. So I'm definitely appreciative to him. Shout out to Younger May too, um, another dope artist that I've been blessed to work with. Produced eight songs on her uh, her story in the making, uh, including Petty Wap that was just certified gold. Yeah, to go. So I'm excited about that. Appreciative, you know. It's always dope when an artist gives you an opportunity, you know, to share your your gifts and, and your talent, and your music with the world, uh, you know, without it be any politics being involved, you know, without any, you know, who you work for, or who you produce for. It was it was strictly about the music, you know, for right. Chris and and and, and Younger Man and others as well, you know. But just you know, just thinking about them giving me so many opportunities, you know, to have eight album, eight songs on on Younger Man album is crazy to have nine songs on the Chris Brown Heartbreak on the Full Moon albums. Like that's that's pretty dope. And and again, they allowed the music to speak. Cause you could have been like easily been like, I'm not giving Amadeus nine songs on this album, but it just it wasn't about me. It wasn't about my name. It wasn't about my resume. It was about the music and the music resonated with them both and and they allowed it to be shared with the world. So uh, definitely those three. And, I, and again I enjoy working with everybody that I've been blessed, you know, to work with Lil Mo was 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 fire. Uh, Mike Jones, you know what I'm saying? Fifty fab you know me having a bunch of records with fab shout out to fab too so i can go on and on but it's been dope shout out to j-lo too bronx <laughs> <laughs> so one i'm very curious what it's like to be in the studio with you can we like tag along one day you know what man with, with technology being the way it is it's 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 rare to catch me in the studio like for real and so i'll share this with you guys um no i'm talking about i'm talking about like with artists, I mean, oh. sorry, not you know uh, specifying, but with artists, a lot of the technology has changed that where, you know, you're just kind of sending the music to the artists and they're kind of doing their own thing in their own space, in their own studios. Like, I know Younger May has a studio set up in her crib. Chris Brown has a studio set up in his crib. You know, Trey Songz has a studio set up in his crib. So, you know, so it's really rare for most producers to get in with the actual artists and to create, uh, which I would love to go back to how it was when I started, you know, when we were in, one room working on the masterpiece together right uh but you got to be able to roll with the punches you got to be able to adjust you know and obviously it's not broke <laughs> so i'm not going to try to fix it you know and if that's what they're most comfortable with then it is what it is but yeah I'm, i mean i'm down with that you know uh when we can get out of this uh quarantine and out of this pan pandemic you know that we're in you know I'm, I'm not mad at the kind of coming by and being the fly on the wall in the lab with the king 
I, I, I'm with it. Mike, are you with it? I'm always with it. You know I me. Mean? I love to learn how to do different things, me being an artist or whatever. I, that, that would be dope for me. Word. So, last question, because I know Mikey's laptop's going to die. And, oh, my gosh, you're so adorable. <laughs> um, without music, what? who would you be? Real question. Real question and a subject I've never even pondered. Just being real. Like, I haven't even put or thought about it or like yo okay so if this ain't work out i would have did this right i don't i don't see any other way i don't see me doing anything else like i don't see me living any other life besides the one that i live in because i just truly believe that each person in life should be doing uh what they're most passionate about each and every single day i don't believe that anyone should be out working a nine to five doing something that they don't love you know or going to school based off of off of dreams and aspirations that your parents have for you or others have. Like I believe when you wake up, you should wake up excited, wake up excited to do what you love to do each and every single day. And, you know, I'm blessed that um, I didn't allow fear to overtake me. I'm blessed. I didn't allow the, the opinions and the thoughts of others to overshadow me and my dreams. Um, and I'm grateful to be where I'm at today. So I can't even give you a, I didn't have a B, C, D, E, F, or G. It was A, music, B, music, C, music, <laughs> D, E, F, G, music, you know? And, you know, it was, it was like 50, you know, instead of the get rich, die trying, it was make music or die trying, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what the mentality was. That's what the mentality still is to this day. And, um, and I'm grateful. So my love, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm a day. It's PBM, A-M-A-D-E-U-S. PBM standing for Platinum Boy Music. Uh, also Platinum Boy Music on IG, on Twitter. Uh, producer Amadeus. Um, I'm on Facebook, but it's 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 like maxed out all the time. I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> um, so just whatever. So yeah, so IG and uh, Twitter is what I'm on. And uh, I'm pretty good. I, I check all my DMs. I try to check all my DMs. I try to respond to those messages that make sense, you know, and people not being a-holes and knuckleheads, you know, so if it's real, if it's fans showing love, I try to, you know, respond back uh, and things of that nature. But, you know, just introduce yourself, you know, don't hit me with the, yo, listen to this, because nine times out of 10, I'm not going to listen to this, you know, so just be real, um, greet me properly. I'm a human being at the end of the day. I'm not a, a human tape recorder. I'm not a, a record player. I'm not a CD player. I'm not a computer. It's just that you just press play to listen to music. I'm a person at the end of the, at the end of the day. So, you know, show love, show respect and appreciation, and you know, you'll get that in return. So that's how you're able to reach me. Man, thank you so much for sitting with us today. This was, this was awesome. Yeah, great job, guys. I had a fun time. You know, I know we've been, you know, trying to make this happen for a while. And, and again, I appreciate your consistency. You know, you being persistent, you always showing love and 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 um you know, always showing love. Every time I see you is love, you know, and I appreciate that. And Mike, I appreciate meeting you today, King, and congrats on the show that you guys have together. Keep pushing, um, you know, and keep asking. You know, that's that's something that I think people be afraid to do. Sacks, you know, the worst you can get is no, or not now, or not a get a response at all. And even not a not now and a no response at all doesn't mean no, it could just not be the right timing. And as you right. can see, we're here today, so, um, you know, this was the right timing for this to happen. So I just Absolutely. encourage you both just to continue to, to, to chase people down and 
and ask and, and try to get those interviews, man. Just like I did a lot of those people that I had on my platform, I didn't know. I didn't know Dougie Fresh. I didn't know uh, um, um, who else. I didn't know. I didn't know Dougie. I didn't know Big Daddy Kane. It's a, it's a quite. I didn't know Salt. She you know we knew of each other, but I didn't know her personally. It's a lot of people that I didn't know, and it was just me asking. Um, I didn't know Kimo from Total, you know. So put it out there, man, and be fearless and, and, and remain consistent and persistent. And if, if it's God wills for your life and for your journey, it'll happen. It'll happen. So let me just end this.